In the name of Jesus, amen. Water. Chances are you take it for granted. I know I do. I try to drink a lot of it each day. But still, it always just seems like it's going to be there. We drink water, either by itself, as I see some doing right now in the choir, or with bubbles, with sugar, with caffeine, with any number of other additives. We drink. But we use water for so many other things, too. We use it for our plants, for our pets. Almost every other living thing needs water. Now, the fact that we are technically in a drought right now here in Northern Virginia should probably bring the value of water to a little bit more of a forefront in our minds. If you don't have water, how are you going to take a bath or a shower? How are you going to clean your clothes or wash the dishes? Things would get dirty pretty fast. Tonight, our midweek Lenten walk through Luther's small catechism takes us to the sacrament of holy baptism. Baptism gets its name from the ancient Greek word for washing, baptizo. Baptism is washing, it's cleansing with water. After dinner, you would baptize your dirty dishes. In holy baptism, God uses water to wash people, and he does a whole lot more than just cleaning off some dirt. As we just read together from the small catechism a moment ago, holy baptism works the forgiveness of sins, rescues from death and the devil, and gives eternal salvation to all who believe this, as the words and promises of God declare. Baptism is about God giving gifts. If you're looking to find a theme which is running through the small catechism and indeed our time together through these midweek services, there it is. Holy baptism delivers divine gifts. First and foremost, God works through water and the word to deliver faith. Faith that gift through which you and I are able to receive all the rest of God's gifts. And for those who receive that gift of faith by hearing the good news of Jesus, baptism is a strengthening of faith. It restores that part of the human soul that the curse of sin devastated. It brings life to people who were born spiritually dead. Baptism is also a washing, a drowning, really, of the old self who is an enemy of God. God cleanses us from the dirt of our sin, even that long-set stain of the sinful nature we inherited from our first parents. Washed clean in the waters of baptism, God gives you forgiveness. He gives you freedom. God uses baptism to rescue you from the slavery of sin, from the rule of the devil. God returns you to safety and security, that safety and security of the soul which can only be known at his side and under his loving arm. He restores you 
the relationship with him. The triune God is on a mission. And that mission is to restore all of his creation to himself. Baptism, it reconnects you with God. It might not seem like much on the surface, that ordinary water connected with God's word of promise. But that's the thing about the sacraments, these holy things of God. God seizes the ordinary, and he uses it to do something extraordinary. God takes the water, and he uses it to deliver his gifts. He washes off that deep-set saint of sin. And with the water, God signs your adoption papers to make you his child. In baptism, through Jesus' life, his death, and his resurrection, you are given a new identity. You are no longer who you were before. Through baptism, you are God's child. And that lasts forever. During the season of Lent, you'll notice that St. John's baptismal font is there, out of its regular place. Normally, it's up here with the altar, the pulpit, the ways in which God gives his gifts. But during this time of Lent, it is back there at the entrance to the nave, this area which we gather to worship God, to receive his gifts in the service. It's there, standing apart as a testimony to the significance of holy baptism in the life of God's people. It's there as a reminder of its role because through that gift of baptism, God brings us into his church. He makes us part of the body of Christ, part of the family of faith that we share. Entering or leaving the sanctuary, you might dip your finger into the water of the font to make the sign of the cross on your forehead or on your heart a physical reminder of the power of baptism for your life. Christian life is baptized life. In our congregation, you'll most often see the rite of holy baptism offered as something given to young children, maybe older children. And then it only happens on occasion. It's not something we see every time that we gather together. You might not think about it all that often. The rite of confirmation, which our catechumens are preparing for in just a little uh, over a month away, it is an affirmation of baptism. But baptism plays a key part in each day of the Christian's life, regardless of how long ago it was that you were baptized. Because of its divine nature, holy baptism is a lasting gift, a permanent gift. It's not something that you ever need to have repeated. Even if you stray from life with God, even if you choose paths that would bring harm to your soul, God's promise to you in baptism is still in effect. He doesn't give up on you. He is still working to call you back to himself, to rescue you from sin, to return you to the joy of his presence. For the baptized... Every day is a new beginning in God's grace. It is a new day in baptism. So rise 
daily and remember your baptism. Delight in God's gift that he declared you to be his own, that he has forgiven you, that he has set you free. God hasn't left you for you to work it all out on your own. Let the choices that you make be shaped by the identity that you have as a baptized child of God. As Lutheran Christians, we celebrate that baptism is God's work to deliver his gifts. So take some time to stop at the font this Lenten season and rejoice. Amen.